Live from 33 East, Ida B. Wells Drive, this is The Ryan Pollock Show on 88.1 WCRX-FM. We'll do it live. We'll do it live! The Ryan Pollock Show. I'll write it and we'll do it live! The Ryan Pollock Hey, welcome into another edition of the Ryan Pollock Show here on WCRX FM. Uh, we got another great week for you here. We got uh, local music, but we're taking a little bit of a, a different turn this week on the local music, but it's still going to be great. Throwing you for a little bit of a loop, and then the second hour we've got, of course, Ashlyn Jensen. She's back from her wedding. She went to a wedding last week. Uh, she wasn't able to be here, but she's going to come back. We've got a mainstream hour this week. We have. Uh, the founder of Artist Collective here in Chicago. It's the music consulting company uh, whose sole goal is to elevate artists' career from part-time hobbies to full-time businesses. Uh, our guest might not be pouring his heart out on the stage playing songs, but he's connecting artists with artists and artists with venues. Evan Price, welcome to the Ryan Pollock Show. Up, man? Thanks for having me. Nice intro. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming in. Uh, I, I really... I, I First, I have to say... Uh, when I first heard of Artist Collective, I thought, why aren't more people doing this? Because it's, well, no, you explain what Artist Collective is. Yeah, so we're mainly uh, uh, seen as a development company. To the root of it, we're just trying to help artists uh, motivate them to work on their music career, not just their craft, but also the business side of it. Because like you said, um, that's important as well. And a lot of artists don't have that. And there's not a lot of companies, if really any, that are helping the independent musicians get back to the music, which is kind of our slogan. Yeah. Get back. I noticed that on your website, uh, get back to the music or helping musicians get back mm-hmm. to the music, which is uh, a good slogan. And it, the music industry today is so completely overwhelmed with independent artists. Mm-hmm. A lot of making great music but don't know how to get that music out to other people to hear it and what's great music if people aren't listening right right yeah uh, a lot of what we like to try to focus on is like the branding side there like you said it's kind of over i don't want to say oversaturated but it, it kind of is like with the internet in our pockets we can create musicians can create songs from their phones and immediately distribute it to everywhere in the world so with it being so easy, there's a lot of artists doing that, but then it's like, cool, now what? How, like you said, it's available throughout the world, but when everyone else is also doing that, it's hard to kind of cut through the, the, some of, just cut through the crap a yeah. lot of times. So artists get stuck with, they say, hey, I'm stuck with getting my music heard, but in my mind and, and with Artist Collective, we think it's more of presenting themselves as their own brand, as their own entity, and not just... Hey, I, I make good music. I can make money now, right? It's a little more complex than that. So we were trying to give them the tools, give them the motivation to, and some strategies to to do just that. Yeah, and that, I've always said that is one thing: is the beauty of the new music industry is everybody can be a musician. Mm-hmm. And the ugly part of the new music industry is that everybody can be a musician. And your competition just went through the roof. Um, yeah. You know, back in 
before in in the in the olden days uh it was you know p- instruments were hard to obtain or mm-hmm. harder to obtain and and then uh getting recognized was harder to obtain because you just got men in suits going to going to bars and trying to find people <clears throat> now everybody's got that on their phone and yep. they've got at least three major platforms facebook twitter and instagram that they could do that through Right. And learning, like you said, instruments back in the day used to be hard to, to get. Not, not only that, but not everybody knew how to play it. It was like language where it's like now I can literally download an app and learn how to play the guitar in like five minutes. Yeah. Um, not that everybody does that, but it's just so easy to do that, that artists that really do make re- really good music kind of get lost. And a lot of our clients will say something to the extent of, I am so overwhelmed with everything to do, whether it's learning, you know, uh, learning a new craft or a new strategy, a new marketing strategy. They're so overwhelmed with everything that they end up doing none of it. And then they just like hit, you know, hit rock bottom and get, get depressed and get upset that people aren't listening into their music and they don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is a lot of different things that you need to do these days. And that's the other thing too, is how the music industry has shifted where, uh, I I was just, I just heard this and, and I don't know, I never saw the article and she never cited this to me, but somebody was telling me that she said, yeah, producers, um, positions to become music producers are, are really slim and it's really hard to do it. and, And they're declining. And I told her, I was like, well, do you ever think of the fact that you don't you aren't just a music producer anymore like that job might be gone but it, the title of it but that's just because those people are also songwriters and mm-hmm. they're also businessmen and they're also working at a grocery store during the day right it's not that producing positions have declined it's just that you don't see that people are doing that from their bedrooms right right and that's a lot of the you know the artists that we deal with they're doing side hu- hustles that's kind of where the get back to the music was where it's like before before kind of our mission is before artists meet us, it's like the side hustle was their music. And they were, like you said, working in a grocery store, or barista or, or whatever. I want to try to motivate artists to make that their side hustle and their music career, their main focus. Yeah. It's not going to happen overnight. You're going to still have to kind of hustle on the weekends to, you know, get your health benefits or whatever, whatever it is, work at Starbucks part-time so you can get your health benefits, uh, work in minimum wage, but also so you can perform live every night. So it's just kind of shifting that mindset. It's kind of a mindset game now, just because, Artists still believe, like like you said, the man in the suit is gonna gonna find them at the bar and be like, "You've got what you, you've got what we want, like kid." Yeah, got, exactly. Yeah, smoking <laughs> exactly. a cigar and yeah. drinking his scotch in the back. Exactly. And it's like you know, I mean, labels are cutting their A and R departments. Why do they need that? They have the internet. They can. That's how Justin Bieber was found. They don't need to go to bars. They can just go onto Instagram and be like, "Oh, that's got a million likes. People must like it. Let's hit them up." So it's just about putting out that content. And it's like, that is the stage now that people will find you. So that's why I'm, I mean, I walked in here and I took a bunch of pictures. It's all about the content now. And uh, sometimes artists are reluctant to give into that. It's like, oh, I don't want to be on social media. It's like, well, that's kind of the game now. And nobody's going to know about you. That's kind of the game. You're nobody. Exactly. Nobody's going to know about you because that's where all the, you know, the investors or the labels or the manager or the people who they feel like can quote unquote, take them to the next level. That's how they're going to find you. So if you don't, if you're not posting and you're not passionate about showing your passion through social media, cause that's the medium right now, then no, like you said, nobody's going to find you yeah. and you're going to g- keep getting in that rut. Yeah. I mean, 
you can still make music. It's just that nobody's going to hear you. So, uh, yeah, it's a completely different, social media is like the new resume, basically. Uh, maybe not on the most, uh, you know, prestigious jobs but mm-hmm. it's certainly in in our industry now i think maybe we jumped the gun a little bit uh because we started talking about artist collective right yeah. away which is good it's it's something that should be talked about but let's talk about you let's talk sure. i always do uh baseball i used to collect baseball cards when i was a little kid and uh i always call this the baseball card like summary if you had a baseball card and it said evan price on the on the front of it and you had a, a nice picture you know maybe you're swinging a bat or something or catching a ball what would it say on the back what would be the summary? Man, I won't lie to you. I've never collected baseball cards. I'm not huge <laughs> in sports. Cards what what is whatever, it? You, okay. Whatever somebody. Right, my, yeah. well, my, like, you were, special, my like, if special you were, moves. Yeah, if you were dueling against somebody else, in a, if you were in a back alleyway and there was a bad Pokemon battle that was about to go down, what would you use against the other Pokemon. I don't. I don't know Pokemon that well. So now, now I'm confused. Do I, am I am I talking? Am I talking special special moves here? You you want you basically want a, a resume? Um, yeah, highlight. Yeah, yeah, a little summary. A little for sure. Um, so basically, I started in the industry when I was 14. I was in. I I kind of started uh, this little metal band with my with my uh, with my friends and people. Rather, bands weren't coming to my town that we wanted to see. So long story short, I started reaching out to agents and finding them online and saying, hey, we've got a venue that's all ages, 100, 100 capacity, um, and we want that, this band to come. It's, it was basically it was Springfield, Illinois. So it was between St. Louis and Chicago. They would always pass it up. So I started reaching out, and they started giving me a chance. I was like 14, 15, 16, and it was $200 guarantees. They could sleep on my couch. But that's kind of how I got started in it. Um, so I was a promoter. I, a promoter turned manager turned marketing strategist. Uh, then I came to Columbia and just I knew I wanted to be in the music business. And like what we talked about kind of off air was like I, I, I had to dip my toes in a bunch of different things. So I guess to answer your question, on the back of my card, it would say music entrepreneur. Um, and new industry strategist because I'm always looking for like how is this going to change because even while I was here like one of one of the major labels closed like it was always changed. Spotify was just starting and I was like I, I just I just got here and stuff's changing already so I'm always trying to look at you know what's next how can we be ahead of the game because it's whether we like it or not it's it's going to change and that's like every industry I feel like but I feel like the music industry is just slower to to not catch on but just to like accept the change you know yeah it's definitely an industry that uh has seen a lot of change within the past well 10 years i mean a complete Mm -hmm. makeover and then you go back 20 years and a complete makeover from that and it's something it seems like the entertainment industry changes the most with with social media and, and all of these things like you become a doctor we were talking about this too. You become mm-hmm. a doctor, like the human body works how the human body works. Mm-hmm. You become a lawyer, law works how it does. Music industry, how people are listening. You look at like the past 50 years, how people have listened from vinyl to CDs to cassettes to now this cloud of music. Yep. I mean, it's amazing how, how much it's changed. Yeah. So because of that, going full circle, back to Artist Collective, I think it's important that artists, like we talked about before, 
they're up for competition. There's a lot of people trying to release music and they're trying to like kind of shine through the, the darkness of ev- everybody who's trying to do this. So it's, I think it's important when they're doing it by themselves, which a lot of them are, um, to know those strategies and know what strategies work and what don't. And they don't, they just don't really have a map long story short. So I hope that ours collective can kind of be that map. Like, Hey, here's some strategies I used and some, some of our clients used, and this is what worked and this is what didn't try these because I still feel like the majority of the industry, I mean, especially Chicago is still stuck in like waiting for that white knight to come and come and do everything for them. Almost. It's like, no, you gotta, you got to try different things and you have to take risks and you need to try different strategies and you know, here's a map and I hope that you you find your treasure type yeah. of thing. Yeah. I like it. Find your treasure. He's like a pirate. Evan, <laughs> he's uh, navigating the treacherous waters of the music industry, Evan price. And you can check out the artist collective, uh, at artistcollect.com. Artists collect everything mm-hmm. I like that. I like that cohesive, just one thing. Artists collect, check them out. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, you have a boat party coming up. We're going to touch on that when we come back. Yep, yep. Uh, it's 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 too good to be taking place on land, so we're going to put it on a boat. I like it. Uh, hey, don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Ryan Pollock Show. Tune in on, on Facebook Live at Chicago's Underground, at WCRX-FM. Tune in in your car. Pull over and tune in on Facebook. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after two minutes. You're listening to The Ryan Pollock Show. Be sure to check out WCRX's variety of podcasts, including The Career Class, hosted by professors Flora Bernetti and Lisa Hopkins Newell. The Career Class is about chasing success in contemporary America, fueling motivation and aspiration, and striving for growth in individuals' careers. Check it out. Um, But this chapter really kind of flipped me into thinking about you know, seeking out people who are thinking differently. They, they're they not in agreement with me. And instead of dismissing them, like, oh, okay, thanks, um, embracing them and going, talk to me a little bit about our difference, our disagreement, and using it as a way to learn something and adding it onto your knowledge instead of rejecting it, going, okay, they don't agree with me, they don't see my vision, you know, they're not available wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ryan Pollock Show. This is the Ryan Pollock Show, and we're joined today with uh, Evan Price of Artist Collective here in Chicago. Uh, he's the founder. I guess he runs the whole thing still, right? Found, Ooh, founder uh, CEO. Founder what CEO. I, what's, what's on my, uh, yeah, my baseball real casual. card? He's like, yeah, founder. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, founder CEO. Uh, now, one thing that I, I read on Artist Collective on on your website, which you can find uh, at artistcollect.com, dot um, is that you connect music with people. Basically, mm-hmm. that's the overall overall summary. But one thing that I I found on there was that you were, and I can't remember how you worded it. Maybe like monetizing skills was was that how you you worded that yep. On there? yep what specifically does artist collective do to monetize an artist's skills well what i like to do personally taking you know because i kind of built artist collective to be almost a reflection of uh, of myself i would say 
so what I like to do is I like to figure out what people are not only passionate about, but what their skills are. And a lot of times, especially this industry, they're not monetizing them or even being very public with like their skills. So to answer your question, I like to specifically with, with clients that we have, I like to just sit them down and say, okay, cool. Like even outside of music, what other stuff do you do? Do you, are you a video editor? You know, I, I believe I had, I, that was one of the first questions I asked you. Are you a video editor? Do you like podcasting? Do you walk dogs for fun? Like, how can we use that to not only go into your artistry, but to monetize that so you can maybe do that instead of, you know, getting out of that, that part-time gig that you may not like that has nothing to do with the creative, the, the creative realm. So the first step is just figuring out what, what they like to do and how we can, how we can help them collaborate with other people who maybe are not so good at the thing they're good at. So it's collaboration. That's kind of one of our other little um, slogans is uh, collaboration over competition. I think that's a really huge thing here in Chicago. Um, You know, the first thing people ask you if you're from here is like, what side are you from? It's like, "Ah, I don't really like that because it's like, you know, we're we're all from Chicago. Like what's it really matter? But the music industry in particular, there's this stigma of like, oh, I've got a, you know, I've got a, sell out the show before they do. Oh, they're opening for me. Oh, it's all about the competition. So I want to try to bring everybody together and help each other out. Like there's, there's nothing wrong with that. There's enough, there's enough ears in this world to like all kinds of music and, and they, they fans can be fans of other people. So that collaboration is huge. And that collaboration comes back to monetizing people's, people's passions. That's good. Yeah. I like that, uh, that you use that slogan. I feel like so much these days, People are in competition and the, so much. So competition is good. I, I think it drives business. It drives people to, to motivate themselves and, and to, to get up off their butts and, and to do something. But it's only bad. It's, it's bad when it becomes, uh, when it becomes, that's all you focus on. And I think that the, like you were saying in the previous segment, there's so much to do and people sometimes become so overwhelmed that they don't do anything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Find somebody that can do that for you. That gives them a job. That makes you look better. Everybody wins, and, and that collaboration is great. And one of the ways that you've been collaborating is these artist collective uh, meetups. Mm-hmm. We've got one coming up, yep. but there's something special about it. What's what's special about this one? It's on a boat. QT Pain <laughs> in the Lonely Island right now. I'm on a boat. <laughs> yeah, so we did, it, um, we did it last year. Last year was our first one. Um, specifically on a boat, we did about four or five last year was the first year that we really dug into, to, to starting those up, but the boat is just a good time. Um, it's kind of our way of, it's, it's more of a party. There's definitely networking involved. Um, there'll be some other things going on, other artists performing people just coming that just want to hang out on a boat. I mean, it's, I mean, we only get like three months of summer in the city, so we might as well enjoy it. So it's kind of two this year. So I know, right. So it's just a way for us to just kind of celebrate together. And the cool thing is with a lot of other networking events that we do, it's, it's more of like an open house because, you know, it's on land and people come and go, yo, you're stuck there for three hours. You, you have to network, you know, let your introvert kind of fade away because, you know, you're stuck there. Go meet a producer, go meet a, a, a distributor, uh, a manager, another artist that, you know, you can monetize from each other's passions. Just just opens the conversation, and I think it's it's important to do that. And you know, it's helpful that they can't leave. <laughs> it's on a boat. Yeah, go fishing for some collaboration yeah. when you're on the boat. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. How about that? That's a good slogan. Go yeah. fishing for some collaboration. Uh, what what route do you guys take? What do you, where do you go 
it so it starts do you know the route or do you just yeah. get on the boat and then no, yeah, like, I know oh, the route. Gonna, yeah it goes it, it kind of goes around the so we board on what is it 900 900 south wells oh okay you know the um what is that it's over by there's apartment complexes that look like they're from star wars oh, right on the river yeah, yeah it's yeah. like right there and it goes all the way down the river into the lake and then it kind of circles around the lake and then comes back um, there's a, there's a full bar on there and it'll be a good time. There's two floors. Sounds awesome. What, where can people find tickets or do they just, they just show up or, uh, yeah, or... tickets are available. I've got some greatly priced tickets that are, have no online fee. The online fees can be ridiculous with, with, uh, with events. So just go to my Instagram. It's AC underscore Evan. Shoot me a DM. I'll get you a ticket. Um, anybody is welcome. So you don't have to be in the music industry. I try to invite other people that aren't specifically in the industry, photographers, videographers, because they can collaborate with, with artists as well. I mean, artists need videos. They need, they need photos. So anything in that creative realm, actors even, dancers, uh, I invite you to come. Uh, right now, tickets are like 25 bucks flat fee. Hit me up That's on not Instagram. Bad. That's yeah. not bad for going on a boat yeah, i mean uh, tickets will go up too because there's tiers online the online tickets are the ones with the fees um could go up to 50 dollars day of wow. so my, my the 25 dollar tickets will stay as is if you hit me up directly so it should now. be a good time yeah yep. act now get on the boat uh yeah it, I, I just the first time that i heard of artist collective i and i mentioned this in the intro uh, or in the first segment is why people aren't doing this more um just on their own and not to not to like <laughs> go over your business and tell people to do this on their own, but get out there and collaborate on mm-hmm. your own. Um, it, because the, the industry is so, so large and it's, uh, a lot of rough waters, not to keep making boat puns, but, but it really is. And, uh, what would you say is something that, that you personally have found in, in those rough waters that, that you've learned from maybe a mistake or, or something that, that you could, Hmm, a mistake just in my not personal life. Not even a life. mistake, but just no, 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 in, in the music industry or not maybe not even something that you found uh or that you did yourself, but something that you saw someone do or that you've seen people do a lot. What would be Okay. Yeah, if I'm speaking to the artist right now specifically or anybody is don't focus on what you're bad at. Um run with what you're really good at. So there's got to be a, a a good amount of self-awareness in, in this industry. Because if you're constantly just putting yourself down, like, oh, no, I'm not good at like recording videos. I'm not doing this. Cool. Find somebody who is. That's where those collaborations come from. So that self-awareness needs to come, if you're doing it yourself, of course, ask those questions. What, what, am I, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? I'm sure here, and I, I don't know if you took the, the business classes, the SWOT analysis. You know, what that, you're familiar with what that is? No, no. Strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, I believe. Um, doing that yourself as an artist, as a, as just a person or an entrepreneur at all, like is really, really powerful because then you know what you're good at, what you're, what you're not good at, what your opportunities are. Um, and then you can look at that and say, oh, cool. I'm, I'm not great at these things. So I either need to maybe work on it a little bit or hire someone who is, um, so that's, that's the best advice I got for that. Yeah, that's good advice. Uh, that is definitely, I, I think that the biggest thing that I took from that is knowing your weakness mm-hmm. and so many people don't know what they're bad at or they're bad at something and they don't want to accept the fact that they're bad at that and right. they just keep being bad right. at it. Yeah. So it's like 
get better or get somebody to do it for you. One thing that I've seen that's not typically related to the the business side of it, but I guess it is like you're you're promoting yourself is people get up on stage and they say something like, I just wrote this this afternoon, so I hope I don't mess it up. It's like, get up there, play your song, mm-hmm. and nobody's going to know when the, you wrote this. So quit. That's Every a, time you step on stage, you are in the spotlight, and, and you're promoting yourself and your image and your brand. And get up there and be confident about yourself. And I, I feel like it's the same thing on social media. Absolutely. Um, that's a really good point. There's actually something I'm really um, excited to be involved with. I'm starting a new podcast with one of my friends that just moved here. It's called Vibe Talk Music. And we talk about things just like this, where it's like artists have to, you know, become self, a little more self-aware. They have to, like, you know, really be true to themselves about, you know, do I need to work on being, like, so self-conscious or that self-deprecating stuff? Like, oh, I, oh, I hope you don't hate this. Like, like you got to work on that. Like you said, it is important for, for the brand. And that's some of the things that a lot of that they don't talk about in the industry. They kind of just push it down. They as in just the overarching industry, I suppose. So I'm trying to bring some light to that and like the self-awareness needs to be there and believe in yourself first and foremost, before anybody else can, you, you've got to truly believe in yourself and not as a facade on social media. Like you have to really believe it and people will be attracted to that and they'll see it. Yeah. So it for is sure. Important. As soon as you say anything negative about it, people will automatically put in their heads that, Oh, well this is going to be, shaky or if he messes up then i know why he messed up and uh you know what if you're listening to this you might be able to hear a drill in another room they're just like drilling through so uh if you're in your car and you're driving 88.1 wcrx fm you definitely hear this drill uh you can check us out on our facebook page we've got a live stream you can see us we've got just you know just a couple white kids with beatles haircuts uh hanging out uh talking about some music Another thing I wanted to talk about on social media was uh, I I saw one of your blog posts on Artist Collective was an Instagram. uh, Was it a class or or a program that you could take for a certain amount of money, like a month? And and talk about that a little bit and what that's looking to do. Yeah. So we have this. So kind of how not it start, not the business started, but I did like one off like uh marketing campaigns like hardest artists would hire me and be like i need i need more likes or i need i need help with my social media and it kind of grew into this because instagram was starting to be more popular so i essentially have what's called an instagram growth program that helps drive traffic to to artist pages and it's specifically for music related pages so we essentially find who your target audience is and drive traffic from that target audience to just the real people that will go and look at your page and be like, I like them or I don't based on the target audience that we help you develop. So that's kind of what we have going on right now. It's morphing into what this new phase of Artist Collective is. This is a good segue, um, which is more of the education online course um, platform that artists can go to when you know they're they're stuck on a strategy like i talked about before they can go they can go to this and figure out strategies that other artists in their in kind of their lane have used so it's truly collaboration it's truly a collective of different artists sharing their experiences and on top of you know industry professionals on what they're good at like whether it's instagram or whether it's royalties or whether it's music law so we're kind of building that out so artists that don't have the leisure to go to a hundred thousand dollar music business school 
can still take advantage of um, on a daily basis. So that's kind of the new the new uh, phase. Yeah, I I think um, people don't realize how much access that they have to tools that were not accessible ten years ago. I mean. You upload your music to Spotify, you can immediately see who's listening and where they're listening and basically everything but like what size shirt that they wear. I mean, it's insane, the analytics that Mm -hmm. you can get through these sites and people don't use that stuff. Like they are telling you who is listening to your music and who you can target to or maybe who you like, okay, all these people named Susie are listening to my music, but all these people Britney aren't. So how can I get these people that are Britney to listen to my music? And people don't utilize those tools, especially on Instagram. There's so many things you can see when people are on when you post. How many people click on your stuff? Mm-hmm. And you can start to determine why certain things work. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give a real-life example. Um, there was a band not too long ago I work with They're here in Chicago. They're kind of just like a, we'll just call them a, a rock band. So they came to me, our very first meeting, and that's kind of one of the first questions I asked. It was like, cool, like who's your target audience? Do you know who they are? Do you know what their age range is? It's like that data is all there at their fingertips. And some of them know how to use it. Some of them don't, depending on the artist. But they were like, first thing they said, they didn't really answer my question. They're just like, whoa, we're trying to, we're trying to attract more college kids. I'm like, cool. Not what I asked. But great, let's, let's dive into that. Great. Why? Why do you want to attract more college kids? Because we want to get into the college bookings. Okay. All right. That's great. Dive deep into the analytics. Not even that deep. We find that actually the people meshing with their music are the opposite. 35 to 65 year olds. Like, so you're spending all of this marketing budget and this time on trying and forcing these, this new audience. And yo, if if the majority of college kids don't like your music, you might need to accept that right now. Let's there's this whole other market that is hungry for your live shows, your merchandise. Let's ease into that. So we went the route of, you know, doing different content strategies on leather jackets and Harleys and PBR. And you know, that, that speak to that target audience using those tools that you speak of. And the, the difference was night and day. So it's like, instead of they were forcing it because of what they wanted the target audience to be instead of, you know, seeing the data and accepting what the target audience is and go move into that niche. There's nothing wrong with that. And it'll grow from there. Like there's people, there's going to be college kids that definitely like their music, but if the majority is over here, focus on that. Yeah. I think people get so wrapped up in the, like, how many followers do I have? And, uh, and Ari Herstand, who we were kind of mentioning before this, uh, he, he, had a great tweet. Um, he said something like, it doesn't matter how many people are following you. It matters how many people are engaging with you. Mm-hmm. And it's all about that ratio of followers to engagers. If you have, I, I mean, so many times there's people that follow me. And it's like 12,000 followers and they get a hundred likes. Mm-hmm. Like, that's great that you get a hundred likes, but you have 12,000 <clears> followers that are fake people following you. And, and it's all about that engagement. And so many people get wrapped up in that following that they completely overlook analytics and they yeah. completely overlook that they can dive into this so much deeper. Right. Yeah. Uh, the, another so, term I mean, that we, I, 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 not to interrupt you, no, but that, that's, it's amazing that, uh, not, I don't want to over exaggerate, but it, it's great that you, you realize that and, and you put that into your program. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Another term that we like to use is, uh, what I call a super fan. Yeah. You got followers. And you have fans that listen to music, but I want the super fans. I want the people, for, for my clients, I mean, and, and every artist, of course. 
Um, the saying is, if you find 1,000 true super fans, then you can, this is, this is your job. And you can monetize that the right way. Um, you can, you can do any, you can make a, a reasonable living off of your music. So like, what does a super fan mean? Somebody who is basically a brand ambassador of your artistry and your music that's the person that's engaging with you constantly. The one always sliding in the DMS, always buying tickets, always streaming your music and sharing things and being an advocate and telling their friends word of mouth is still huge. That's, that's one of the things you can't really yet. I'm sure there'll be an algorithm or an app to, to track this soon, but word of mouth, you can't really track. So you kind of have to try to connect with these fans and see if they're super fans or not just out of a conversation. And, you know, that's another reason that the networking events are cool that you, you, because other fans can still be other fans can still be artists too. I I listen to music too. I'm sure you do. You're fans of, you're a fan of a bunch of other artists. So artists forget that. And they just look for those numbers, those, those empty followers, instead of really trying to connect with people on a deeper level than just like, Hey, do you like my music? Oh, cool. All right. Bye. Yeah. Follow me. I'll follow you back. Exactly. And then you never, I mean, that that's the other thing too, is so I don't, I can't tell you how many times I've been to open mics or I've heard of other people going to open mics and, uh, like follow me on here, but blah, 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 I follow you back. Like, like that's some kind of an agreement. Like, Oh great. Well, now we're, we're going to be best friends just because and, I follow you. It's like, and then what? Yeah. 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 What are you, what are you going to do for me after that? And not in a pushy way of like, well, I'm not going to follow you if you don't share my music, but it's like go the extra step and actually do something. Don't just be a, a number on their followers on their followers. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's great. I, uh, artist collective artist collect.com. You can find all the blog posts there, upcoming events, the mm-hmm. boat party that we got coming up. That's yep. uh, June, June 30th, 30th? six yeah. to nine PM on a boat right during the sunset. Hopefully we get some nice weather. Hopefully yeah. it doesn't uh, snow. <laughs> Don't even put that in the universe. <laughs> uh, Evan Price, uh, founder and CEO of Artist Collective, joining me here on the Ryan Pollock Show. After the break, we're going to be talking more with Evan about the new music industry and uh, maybe how you can navigate it for yourselves. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Ryan Pollock Show here on 88.1 WCRX FM. Be sure to check out WCRX's variety of podcasts, including Focal Point, created in collaboration with the Museum of Contemporary Photography. Focal Point is a podcast exploring the artists, themes, and processes that define and sometimes disrupt the world of contemporary photography. Check it out. What are the rules with photographing buildings and and places where people lived their lives? And and what have you come across in doing that project? Yeah, I mean, I try to approach it in many ways in the same way. Um, I don't always have the same connection to that particular place that I might have with a connection with a person. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I, I try to approach projects that, yeah, that are about that are about buildings or involve buildings as a way to talk about these other things um, in a similar kind of way. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Live from 33 East Ida B. Wells Drive, this is The Ryan Pollock Show on 88.1 WCRX-FM. Hey, welcome back to the show. Uh, I let that break go an extra minute long there because we we got into a great conversation and I love that I can have a guest in here that can actually have an educated conversation. Not that any of my other guests didn't. We just we didn't have time to talk about this. Um, but this is this is a great conversation. We're going to continue this on air. I was done with talking about social media, but I think this is this is going to make for good radio. Um, I was telling I was telling Evan and and maybe you want to start out with with maybe explaining your artist 
uh, growth program on Instagram. Uh, I use the word organic of how to pick up followers and, and you know, g- gathering my term of real people, of, of getting people that will engage with your music for an extended period of time and kind of getting that uh, assurance, you know, mm-hmm. that they're going to do that. Uh, so explain the artist the the growth again and yeah kinda, well well real quick we'll vibe we'll, off yeah of we'll, we'll yeah we'll dive in with the organic and just go off of that conversation um what i was saying to ryan off uh off air was that the word organic kind of makes me cringe because that's that's like what we were talking about before that artists are kind of just waiting for hey son and fi- finding you in that bar and being like you've got you've got what it takes i'm gonna sign you or whatever whatever that is that's kind of organic but still it's not because they have gotten to the point where they they had to eventually get a gig at that bar and put themselves in that position so they did things that lined up the dominoes a little bit so in my mind this is a bold statement but i'm gonna make it make it right here that's good that's the organic it doesn't exist in my in my opinion that organic is gonna come but it's gonna come under the the hustle that you do so is it really organic? I mean, organic to me is you sit at home and you make music and eventually something happens when you do nothing. That's organic. Well, I, I think, I think and just to clearly state what I'm saying, uh, when I was talking about fake followers and stuff, it is when people go and they, they click follow, 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 follow on, on somebody. So they go to an artist, uh, an artist page that they like and they just follow a bunch of people and then they follow them back. Mm-hmm. And then after an extended period of time they dump them off and now it looks like you have a bunch of followers of people following you uh, which looks really good for for a while but my philosophy has always been when as soon as somebody that does that to me that they follow me i hardly ever follow them back because i'll immediately look and see like you get 12 likes on your post like right. are you helping me out or are you just out to get my follow and and i think that social media is a great place where we can all connect but People have to be collaborative and they have to, if I'm going to follow you and you're from Toronto, what, what are we going to do? Like, how can I help you out other than just giving you a follow? And you can't, you can't share everybody's stuff and you can't do all that. But I think most of the people that are just out for like, I'm going to follow you and you're going to be a follower on my page and then I'm, I'm not going to really do anything for I you. I think it comes back to that conversation of being a super fan and connecting with people and that engagement. So, yeah, even if the strategy is to follow, because like we talked about off air, the strategy there is the first thing people do when they see a new follower typically is at least go and check out their page. Oh, cool. Are they a musician? Do I know them? Did I meet them last night? Um, Are they a family member? They go and check them out. If you're doing your due diligence on knowing who your target audience is and you're following somebody that you truly feel could be a super fan and you're doing the right thing and posting the right content, they're likely going to follow you back. Great. You got the follow. Now what? Now it's up to you as an artist to reach out to them, connect with them, show, show some kind of emotion. Cause that's, what's going to get them to be a fan first. Cool. You got the follow, you got their attention. Now, what are you going to do with it? Shoot them a DM, say, Hey, thanks for checking me out. What kind of music do you like? Have a conversation. I think that's, Something that a lot of artists want to skip. They just want to be like, "Cool, yeah, you're you're my follower now. Look at my music." It's like the first thing they they send is like, "Oh, cool, here's my new mixtape or my EP." Like, no, like, yeah, I completely people. agree with you there. So, yeah, it's it's gotta. We're both on the same page. I think it just has to like the gears have to 
turn together. Like you have to have that, you have to have that like automated feel or those, that's a strategy The follow, not necessarily follow and unfollow, but the follow strategy works, but it works even better if you can follow it up with that genuine connection. Yeah. And I, I think maybe the problem that I've seen with it, that I'm sure artist collective does a lot better of a job than the people that I've have seen that have done this, but they just, they go to a random page that, of maybe like an artist that they sound like, um, and they just follow a bunch of people that are mm-hmm. random off of that. Maybe dive a little bit deeper, like find somebody that lives within the five miles of you, follow people, go to artist collective mm-hmm. because guess what? People that are following that are from Chicago and they have a much better chance of don't go and follow a bunch of people that probably from Japan, like you don't know right. where these people are at and, sure. and why are they going to care about you in Chicago? Because they've got how many other people that are using the same technique on them, right. you know? Right. And so right. I, I think people need to dive into it. If, it. if they're going to do it, they need to dive into it a little bit and be a little bit smarter. Yeah, it goes back it. to the, the niche, knowing, knowing your niche, knowing your target audience. And like a lot of artists kind of come with the mindset of, you know, when you ask them what kind of what who's your fa- who's your typical fan or like what is your what is your typical super fan look like what kind of music do they like it's like oh well like anybody will like my music if they have ears like okay let's go deeper than that like get really specific and grow from there that's where i've seen the most success and that that goes to show online who you're following what strategies you're doing and just comes back to being just being just be a person that's in an age that automation everything is where we're going. The one thing that's going to be a constant that's going to set us apart from, from the technology, the robots, if you will, is, you know, our empathy and our, our human emotion. So show that emotion a little bit, connect with your fans, ask them what they're about. Oh, I see you're from Michigan. Cool. I see you also like, you know, this rapper who's from Michigan as well. Like have a conversation, be a real person instead of just doing the follow and then sending him your music. Like nobody's going to care about that. Everybody else is doing that. Go deeper. Even if it's like, instead of getting 50 follows a day, you get 10 followers that are super fans. Imagine that. That will engage with your music. It's just like you put a little more time into that and you'll see it's just comes down to quality over quantity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's, that's exactly what, uh, what I think is, is quality over quantity and, and the, quality of of them engaging with your posts one other thing that i wanted to touch on that um we're running out of time so we'll have to make this somewhat somewhat quick and this is probably a much deeper question um but artist collective was founded in 2013 correct i think that's what i saw on the website Mm -hmm. yeah uh what what has been the advantage for artist collective to form in the new era instead of having to shift into the new era, like you guys came up into the new era of music streaming and, and this social media and a lot of other ones maybe just started before that happened or, or similar businesses. Mm-hmm. What, what has been that advantage of you guys coming up with those? Hmm. That's a good, that's a good question. Um, I think the advantage is that, well, we came up when, you know, it comes down to me and where I was at and what I knew uh, how to do things. So I would say just having the technology in my pocket and having to, to, to advance with it was a huge advantage. Uh, like I told you, like Spotify was just coming out. So I was kind of forced into the, hey, you have to deal with ambiguity constantly. So, you know, like it or not, <laughs> you, you, you'd have to do that. So that my mindset was always like, cool, change is the only constant we have. 
in in life and especially in this industry. So just instead of fighting it, just go with it. I think is was a huge advantage for me and where my my mindset was because as opposed to like the the old days where it's like that's how it was and it just things don't couldn't have changed weren't changing as fast as they do now with with the internet. So growing up with the internet has helped me with to answer your question. Yeah, I and I certainly think that um growing up with social media, well, I mean to an extent growing up with social media, you're still young when that came out. Um Yeah, MySpace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well yeah, that's true, MySpace and um just knowing how to navigate those things. I think so many people got stuck in the dark ages of that stuff and and they were were I think we talked about this earlier of uh musicians that don't want to don't want to promote themselves on social media and people got stuck in that mindset like this isn't going to be a thing, this isn't going to happen and then it happened and they were all left behind off the bus and then the new music industry drove right by them and yeah, yeah, I think that that is certainly one one place that you guys have have been able to uh to be an advantage is just growing up with those things already embedded in your mind. Yeah. And I think that goes back to kind of this new phase that that I'm um that we're building now so that it'll kind of roll out in the next in the next 5-6 months is I get it. Artists, they're so, like we talked about before, they're so overwhelmed with everything, they end up doing nothing. So I want to streamline that for them as much as possible so they can go onto our platform, onto our website, um, any level of client, and be like, cool, how do I register this? And it's there. Like, yeah, YouTube exists, but there's so much stuff on there that, again, they feel overwhelmed. So I want to give them a streamlined process on how to do things, whether it's social media or cool, there's an there's a new iTunes now. How do I upload it? What's the difference between TuneCore and DistroKid? There's so many things changing, and artists are getting back to the music. They want to just sit in the corner and make and do what they're passionate about, which is making music. And to be honest, what I'm passionate about is this. I'm passionate about. I love finding out new technologies and how we can use that. So I'm using my passion to help fuel their passion. I like that. That's you should put that as a slogan Some, <laughs> somewhere. That's a great one there. Uh, we talked about this out in the hallway. You asked. You had actually asked me what I was looking to do in five years, and I said that that's uh, that's a, a tricky question to ask musicians. But where do you see artists collect? Now I'm going to spin it right back on you. Where do you see artists collective, or where would you like to see you going in the? Not even in five years, but what's your ultimate dream for this? As as kind of your this is your baby. I mean, where do you see it growing up? All right, no, man, two bold statements on right here on WCRX. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, I want this to be a good alternative to one record labels and two music music business education. I want it. I mean, if I want to be real bold, I want it. I want it to replace music business schools. So, like what we talked about. Oh, cool. Whether it's music marketing or or, or PR or radio, you shouldn't have to choose that. You should be able to tease different things and learn different things real quick from your phone and decide, yeah, I, I don't really like radio anymore. I'm going to pivot because so many people are spending four years with one major and then deciding, oh, I don't actually like that. Well, I guess I, I'm stuck with it. I don't want to spend you know X amount, you know, 50,000 more dollars to figure out I don't like something else. So they end up just, you know not going with their passion, but first is like finding what their passion is. And then on the artist side, I want them to be able to empower themselves on learning the strategies. And these are strategies and tools that labels are using. This is the same tools they're using. They just happen to have billions of dollars behind it. But artists can do that too at a, at a, uh, 
at a reasonable level and make reasonable money. Yeah, they, they may not be Drake level because <laughs> they don't have billions, like I said. But knowing well, Drake str- started from somewhere, he started know? from the bottom yeah. in a chair. Yep, Degrassi. I know. Uh, Degrassi yeah, I, know I, I know. It took me like one second to like to dawn on me what you're getting at. Uh, but but yeah, to answer your question, in five years, I want this to be a, just an education platform for all anybody who wants to make it in the music industry, whatever that means for you. Whether you're an artist, whether you want to be a manager, a promoter, or whatever, you just you can go on to you can be a part of Ars Collective. We're a collective of artists. That's awesome. That's uh, I mean, it's such a great, uh, such a great collective, and um, such a great thing that you have going. If you continue on this pace, then you'll be you're you're well on your way. Uh, Appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a great thing. I love it. Uh, more people should be doing it. Uh, you know what more people should be doing is buying tickets to the boat party. I don't know why you're not doing that. Uh, boat party on a boat for three hours collaborating with people for $25 get online check them out check out evan i believe it's ac underscore price underscore Unders- evan ac underscore evan ac underscore evan yep. on on um or ours or ours collect on uh i check those as well i got a small team that checks them but hit me up on my personal and i'll get you those tickets are you available You're getting some tickets i'm gonna be out of time ah. of course Man, I had one Taking with your a boat. name on it, too. I'm going to be on a cruise. You're, oh, you're going to be on no, a boat? No, oh, no, I was like, what? <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, Artist Collective on a boat. Get on there. Collaborate with some people. Evan, thanks for coming in, man. This thanks, was such man. a blast. I, I mean, I, awesome. I love talking music industry with people that have a grasp on the music industry and, and, and can formulate thoughts with me Let, let's do it let's do it more let's mix in the business with the music because it's yeah. gotta it's, it's, that's gotta happen especially if you're you're talking with a lot of independent musicians like yeah the passion for music is there but like how are you gonna how are you gonna make money make a living off of it yeah it's a dream right i agree evan thank you so much uh artist collective check them out artistcollect.com did you enjoy the podcast be sure to check out wcrx's variety of podcasts including profiled hosted by kaylin lore which explains the unique artistic endeavors of a plethora of students at columbia college chicago hear about each artist's inspiration accomplishments and goals check it out that was the coolest moment of my life i mean First time with a wireless mic, first time I really experienced what it was like to move around and work a big stage and work a big crowd, and I think I got a little too excited at times. Um, Available wherever you get your podcast.